Welcome to the Good Friends and a Glass of Wine podcast. On this show, we take a lighthearted approach to learning about wine amongst friends. Hope you can join us for a glass or two. It's the sixth and final episode of the season. Can you believe it? We've made it. It's so wonderful to have you here with us for this episode. Tonight, we are ending our season on a high note by tasting dessert wines. So let's gather our thoughts on the Chardonnay wines we tasted on the last episode before we move on to the dessert wines we've chosen for tonight. For this, let's bring Stephen back to get his opinion. Stephen, can you believe we're already at the end of season one? I'm not even a little drunk. <laughs> we didn't have all the wines today. <laughs> it was spread out. <laughs> we swear, honestly. I'm slightly worried about you now at the end of this. <laughs> Just to remind you, in case you'd forgotten, we had a French Chateau de Camelie and we had an Australian Bleasdale on the Chardonnay episode. So how did you find those wines after we'd done the recording? They were really nice white wines, surprisingly nice. And again, as a red, a self-identified red wine drinker, very just delicious white wines that they could be drank on their own. The Chateau de Simile, that one was the nicest by far, just mm-hmm. absolutely top stuff. And um, yeah. that got finished fairly quickly if i recall um but uh that was that was beautiful and then the uh the Mm. adelaide wine again very nice flavor um kind of kept as well like Mm. i didn't think it lost that much in terms of flavor and flavor profile yeah no i had the Um, same kind of experience with them both actually really stayed but like you said they didn't last for long (laughs) they were very popular wines in my household and i shared them with a couple of people and they both went oh yeah these are gorgeous wines really really nice wines um the chateau de kemely i don't know did you find the subtleness but like that stayed there like that kind of subtle taste that it had um it didn't lose it and it didn't seem to kind of get more potent or anything like that and and they kept the kind of the refreshing taste of it yeah. more so than than what I was expecting. Just top notch wines, really. Absolutely, I think they were a huge success, and this is a type of wine that I'm going to return to again and again. And these these regions are producing top quality Chardonnays, so a brilliant find. So, to round out our first season of Good Friends and a glass of wine, we have a very special guest joining us, my baby brother David. And when I say baby, I mean a whole foot taller working man of the world. David, it's great to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. So when I spoke to you about getting involved with this podcast, you distinctly asked me to come on the dessert wine episode if we had one. So I'm guessing you have a special connection with this type of wine. I have a sweet tooth. I love it. It's (laughs) one of my fine days from New Zealand when I was working on vineyards was going and getting lovely dessert wines when we used to go on the vineyard tours with the hostels. And uh, yeah, no, it's always been my favourite. Awesome. So do you like wine in general? I'm more of a cider man. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Get out. But I'll be converted. (laughs) Stephen, do you like wine yet? (laughs) I I think what um what has been strange and unusual about uh being on a podcast is when you tell people you're on a podcast about wine, they just assume you're an expert on it now. Yeah. Um which is obviously true. Um but uh Yes, every... you're quite the expert. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I am the Albert Einstein of wine now, obviously. <laughs> um six episodes deep, but um <laughs> 
the um yeah it, i i i find that i my opinion is being asked of wine uh, a lot more nice. because people just assume that i must know about it whereas really mm. we're just kind of yeah testing the waters and all i love when I... people ask me my opinion i'm like yes yeah. i do have an opinion even if i know <laughs> yeah. nothing about that type of wine yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um yeah I'm, I'm i'm holding solid to my hot takes of you have to drink the wine you're about to cook with um yeah yeah and uh <laughs> What was the other one? Um, Argentinians are hit and miss. That's the other one. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, they hit. Good. They hit well in the World Cup. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. That's great. So tonight, for the first time, we are not having a French wine. Can you believe it? Instead, we're tasting an old world Italian, Iveroni Vincenzo del Chianti Rufina. A 2016 vintage, and that's quite the mouthful, yes. And a new world option is the Australian Jeff Hardy Fortified Muscat. As these are our first dessert wines, will we take a look at what goes into these wines? Definitely. Awesome. So dessert wines are sweet wines. They're usually served with dessert. They can be split out into five types of wine. Sparkling, lightly sweet, richly sweet, sweet red and fortified. Our first wine is a richly sweet dessert wine and our second is a fortified wine. So we'll concentrate on these styles. All wines created through the standard fermentation process are unfortified, whereas fortified wine will have had grape brandy added to the original unfortified wine base. Fort and Sherry are well-known examples of fortified wines. A big difference between an unfortified and a fortified wine is the alcohol percentage, with unfortified wines being 16% and below, whereas with fortified, it's usually sort of 17 to 20%. A richly sweet dessert wine is unfortified, and it's made from high quality grapes. These wines can be aged for a very long time, as their sweetness and acidity can then preserve flavour. Iveroni is produced using two methods that are associated with some richly sweet dessert wines. Firstly, the grapes are harvested late in October. And secondly, they are then dried out on straw mats until January. Vincenzo wines are an Italian speciality and are usually made with Trebbiano and Malvasia grapes. Our particular wine does use the Malvasia grape, but it also uses the Canai Alo and Sangiovese grapes. After the grapes are dried, the wine goes through an incredibly lengthy process in that they're aged in oak and chestnut casks for at least eight years. And then it goes through a further fining process for 12 to 14 months. The big standout for me when purchasing this dessert wine, as it's not a cheap bottle of wine, coming in at about 40 euros in Ireland for a 375ml bottle, was the description of the wine by the seller that I purchased it from called Curious Wines. To quote them, the nose is intense and hedonistic, so thick and complex you're in no rush to taste. Dates, honey, citrus peel, walnut, toffee and maple aromas swirl and captivate. When you do get to taste, the palate is richly concentrated, just a small sip coating the mouth, a lusciously opulent explosion of sweetness and flavour evoking a carnal lust for this sugary elixir that goes on for minutes. Now that's a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that book on Amazon. To <laughs> <laughs> the dirty book. <laughs> Iveroni wines are produced just outside of Florence in Tuscany, Italy. I like that they have a very unassuming website and simple understated labeling on the bottles. Check out our socials if you want to have a look at that. It's very classy. Tuscany is Italy's top wine producing region. 
Tuscan wine production is dominated by red wine and it's probably most known for Chianti wines. Sangiovese is a native grape to the Tuscan region and almost all wines from this region are based on this grape, including Chianti. Our second fortified wine, Jeff Hardy Fortified Muscat, is produced in the Kuipu region of the Adelaide Hills. So once again, we're returning to the Adelaide wine region in the south of Australia. It's made from muscat grapes from a selection of vineyards and it's fortified with grape spirit before it being rested in barrels for several years. Its palate is described on the Jeff Hardy website as exhibiting toffee apple, caramel, fig, dates and spicy fruit cake with a building richness and a warm lingering finish. The few times I've had dessert wines, I've had a mixed experience with them. More recently, however, we actually got to try a dessert wine at at dinner to celebrate David's engagement. And it was a fabulous way to end a beautiful meal. So I'm delighted to be broadening my horizon on these wines with you. Let's get started with tasting our first wine, the Italian Old World Iverone. Cheers, everyone. Oof. What are we thinking, boys? I had to mm. copy you now for watching what you were doing, mm. trying to pick my tips up off you now. <laughs> to be honest, because it's dessert wine, I don't know that we do the same steps. So well, I actually well, didn't. I only yeah. smelt the wine. I didn't mm. do the whole spiel. Um, the one thing I do remember about dessert wine is that it's it, it's a, a specific, it's like a port glass you're supposed to drink it out of because it's yep. supposed to be a, a sipping it's a sipping drink just even the smell of this alone like i've i've been doing a lot of baked goods um with brown sugar and just the light brown sugar yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 snuck that in there <laughs> yeah you do love um, adding drugs to your food don't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just a different <laughs> layer of flavors yeah <laughs> Um, you need the bay leaf but, when you've got weed leaf. <laughs> it's not oregano in there. <laughs> um, this this tastes like liquid brown sugar. This is like it has that. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, it's got a real golden syrup. Yeah, flavor for me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it looks it as well. It does, doesn't it? It looks quite. It looks thick, thick and but it's so tasty. So tasty. It's I love it. So lovely. Some of the words when I was looking up about how you describe a dessert wine, some of the words that kind of came up with that were potent, golden, sticky sweet, pale amber or amber and sweet. So there's some of the things we can be keeping mm. in mind. It's definitely for me, it's definitely sweet. Like when they say richly sweet, like it's it's dark, it's sweet, it's very rich. It's very potent, I would say, even though we were talking about this and the alcohol percentage actually isn't very high on this. It's 15.5. So it's on the low end of the scale for a dessert wine. How would you describe it? Is this the um, the Hannibal Lecter wine? The Chianti? <laughs> yeah, with a nice Chianti. Um, yeah, so it is made using the Sangiovese grape, as we said. So that means it is made from the same grape that is used in most Chianti production, I believe. Because I think this would go quite well with brain. I'm <laughs> <laughs> some fava beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fava beans. I yeah. think this would go quite nicely with some ice cream. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a pu- like this is like a hu- this is like a glaze. Yeah, it's like a honey glaze over. You could either drink it on the side or just pour straight over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, mm. this is from 2016, and that was a fine year. It was a fine year. It was year. a fine year. It actually was a fine year. Wait, yeah. 2016? Um, I have 2011 on mine. 
Oh my god. You have a 2011. My. Yeah. My. Oh wow. Okay. Oh. Serious vintage yeah. This is a very mature. Discrepancy. There's is, a discrepancy is yours, in the lungs. Extra, extra syrupy. Yeah, is yours extra syrupy? Yeah, like it is. Like <laughs> I, when you said, um, what did you say there? Uh, like treacle. Uh, what's the tre- treacle in American? Is molasses. Um, but it, like a golden syrup. Yeah, it is absolutely on that end of the scale. Do you know when you have a what's it called butter? Um, What's that dessert that you can get? Treacle, butter. Oh my God, what's it called? Treacle um, pudding. Treacle pudding. I think that's mm. what it is. Have you had that? It's like that. It's like real, like fudgy, mm. golden syrupy kind. I love it. Is it treacle pudding or there's another term for it? Uh, sticky toffee pudding is sticky another one. Sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's not treacle pudding. Sorry, it's sticky toffee pudding. And it mm. reminds me of that. It totally harks back to that kind of a. Dessert, it would be absolutely gorgeous accompaniment with something like that, right? Yeah. 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 Do you know what I can't get over is is how heavy <laughs> this is. <laughs> like just genuinely. Like I've I've I, I think I can't remember. I think this is um the same glasses I, I used to drink the champagne. This actually feels so much heavier than champagne. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. But like champagne is is a light drink, even though so much time mm. and so much effort goes into the production of champagnes and dessert mm. wine in particular like this wine was developed over the course of like 10 years or something like that and i yeah. when i opened it i almost felt guilty i was like i'm not worthy to drink this wine <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. Much time and effort has gone into it you know um it's it's funny like i was kind of going the smell of it it's so rich and opulent you know i feel like i, I have to match that <laughs> i actually bought extra wine stoppers and i'm so happy i did because i've I have a dinner tomorrow that I need to drive to, and um, I yeah. if I finish this bottle, I ain't getting up tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, but I think this is this is brilliant. Yeah, as you say, to to bring along for for an after dinner. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Like, yeah. I mean, well, obviously that's that is what it's intended for. But like, this would yeah. be such a nice. Yeah. Like, I already had it in mind to have these, like yourself, um, to finish off a dinner. Mm. And I just think this is going to be such yeah. a nice one to share with other dinner guests, you know, as a full stop on the meal. This is like I'm I'm 100% would love um some blue cheese and crackers to contrast how sweet this is. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The more I've been reading about um pairing foods and wines and things like that, the more it's like yeah, you have to match something like strong flavored with something strong flavored, mm. you know. So this yeah. is this is yeah. going to be a really nice balance with with that kind of food as well, yeah. Like if you had like a goat's cheese tartlet or something with like a oh red my wine. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Not red wine, red onion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Red onion chutney. Yeah. 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 You get me. <laughs> oh my God. Your eyes just light up so much. Just yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Bad idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is all a stealth mission to get a wine cookbook going. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, um, going back to the terms around it though, I would say it's quite like an amber colored, right? Yeah. What's your vintage like, Stephen? What's the color? Yeah, like? it's um like to be honest, I've I've a glass poured of our other uh, wine, and the other wine is pure ruby, whereas this is way more golden in yeah. its in its color. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. actually actually this is what like what I usually do is because I have the monitor here, I try to put a, a white color behind it just to see, and it yeah, it it, it looks more like a, a strong tea flavor, a strong tea color. Yes. Um, but 
absolutely fantastic. Like as soon yeah. as I've o- opened this up, I was just like, this is going to taste amazing just for yeah. how good it smells. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you agree with the way they described it <laughs> on the seller's website? Sickly sweet is an interesting mm. descriptor because I always found sickly sweet a, a feeling more than a taste. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this absolutely is so sweet as uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Richly as its sweet. own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally agree with it with the way it's categorized. How does this rate up with other dessert wines that you've had? This is so good. No, I'd be very happy to sit there at the end of a meal, have a nice relax with this, and. Yeah. Like I feel sometimes when if somebody at the end of a meal if, or after the meal, if somebody gives you like uh, a whiskey or something and you just kind of feel obliged to have it. Yeah. And you're like, you're sitting there and you're sipping it and you're going, okay, this is kind of, I'm getting through this, but this, I think I would just enjoy it so yeah. much. And I yeah. could. Absolutely. Yeah. I could really, uh, yeah. This is... get, get through the whole bottle and I'll be. <laughs> uh, one other thing I would say about this wine, uh, mm-hmm. Joe, we were talking about the price and, and, and yeah. it's on the expensive side, but this is definitely one of those wines that if it was in a blind taste test, you would assume it is the more expensive mm-hmm. bottle mm-hmm. because well, we haven't is... had the second one yet. We might be True. really have our socks blown off by it. Should um, we move on to yeah. the second bottle? Sounds, Sounds good. good. Yeah, I'm up for that. Awesome. So we're going to have the Australian Jeff Hardy Fortified Muscat. Cheers, everybody. That definitely packs a different punch. Yeah. I find that quite smooth going down. Yeah. That's a little bit of a like a cough syrup type yeah. <laughs> texture. Because it hits you in the back mm. of the throat yeah. more than... Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this is the full punch, like, 20%er. <laughs> yeah. It's potent. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah feel, it is. I feel like there's when I put them next to each other, I feel like there's more of a smell off of this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, no. the, the colour on this one now is, like, deep ruby... Syrup. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It is absolutely. It's quite a step up on the old color chart. I, I, uh, like. I feel like I've been missing out on my drinking career by not including more dessert wines. Oh wow! <laughs> so you found something that you're really you're digging. These are delicious. These are these awesome. are fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, it really are. Yeah, it is. It, but like I mentioned at the start, you were like, "Get me on the dessert wine show." That's the one. Mm. And like dessert wines are, you know, they're like fancy fodder. They're like not like your typical wine, yeah. you know. So it's yeah. interesting that you had found that on your travels, and I'm not surprised at all that you like the Stephen because I think you like food mm. that packs punch and you like drinks that pack punch. Yeah, so this is totally yeah. in that realm, you know. Yeah. And it's such nice, it's so nice to have like something sweet as well. Mm. You know, I find so many of the like yeah. beverages out there or alcoholic beverages out there, they're, mm. it's, I, I know, I, I I love sweet stuff. I, that's why I drink cider more. But like, I feel like these, yeah. like, I know, they give you something. It's a real pleasure for me to drink them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that would be fabulous with a cigar. My God. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey chaser. Oh, yeah. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Samuel is playing on the piano. If you like, yeah. request something. Samuel, fine playing again. Striking up some Cubans. Beckett, playing. get over here. I'm playing some Beckerman and uh, you know, Jackson. You bastard. <laughs> perusing the newspaper. <laughs> We'd be right at home. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to have a jacket now, obviously. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm going googling that frantically in the background while we're tasting these wines. And then, and then next week when it turns up <laughs> with the DPT delivery service, what did I order? What happened? 
was it twenty percent? Maybe it was thirty. Like, I, <laughs> oops. I I have to say this is this like Joe when you ever like you. I think the standard gift now, if you're bringing somebody, is like a bottle of wine and you're trying to figure out what bottle and stuff like this. This yeah. to me is a proper not proper present but like mm-hmm. this is up there with if you know somebody has a sweet tooth and you want to yeah. do you know how we were saying with the champagnes mm. champagne the champagne present like you, you, you yeah. if you don't want to bring prosecco you want to bring something a bit more it's special a celebration drink yeah it's a celebration yeah. drink but it's also yeah. like of like if somebody is moving into a house or celebrating something it's like here you go have this yeah. fantastic yeah, thing yeah 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 um after and all you know, your hard work completely and what I also really like about this, and I don't think we've said it so far, is this is a really long shelf life. Like, I think mm. one of these, when I was reading about it, you could have it open for five months. Like, we're not under yeah. pressure to drink these. Wow. And that's really nice as yeah. a gift then yeah. to give somebody. Mm. Because, of course, you have your bottle of red wine, you're under pressure to drink the bloody thing, you know, yeah. in three or four days. I think um, it also really is a very opulent wine, though. And, like, this mm. is half the price. And this is, yeah, yeah it's it's really, really nice. It's a 500 ml bottle as well. So it's yeah. actually a bigger sized bottle mm. and it's half the price. It's it's an award-winning wine as well. There's several awards that have been won on it. I'm sure the other one has those as well because it's if beautiful. I, if I had either of these by themselves, I'd be very happy yeah, with them. I think, honestly, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think putting them side by side and comparing them, I do like the Italian. Mm. Uh, it just, it, I don't know, it just seems, it's just a nicer feel and text, taste in the mouth it's like, less of a, a potency yeah but like mm. i'm super super happy with the yeah the I've, like. I've very little in it for me at the moment but you know what's really interesting about this i think the flavor palette on this is not as complex and i don't know if it's meant to be because i don't know that much about dessert wines but in comparison to your unfortified your standard mm. wines there's a lot more complexity on them there's only like a couple of flavors that i'm picking out on yep. these ones I don't know if I'd pick up that much more the more I drank them. Mm. Whereas with the standard kind of red and whites and things like that, I think the more I learn about them, the more I'd be able to describe them in loads of terms. You know, it's like yeah. the palette is a little bit simpler on this. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because all you're really looking for is a sweet thing to wrap up your meal. You know, you don't need it to be really complex either. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm sure the winemakers and other people will disagree with me on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And to the winemakers, if they want to send us any free uh, bottles, yeah, Um... (laughs) (laughs) prove us wrong. We're okay with it. We're we're happy to, you know, prove the cause of your wines and put them out there. (laughs) (laughs) So let's chat a little bit more about the wine glasses as our topic for the segment of this episode whilst we're tasting away. So a few interesting bits I've learned about wine glasses is that they're designed for the experience of smelling the wine rather than the actual act of drinking it. Also, using the stem to hold the glass is considered important as body heat can be easily transferred to the glass. And last but not least, there are certain occasions where a full pour of wine into a glass is not the norm. For example, when you're having a toast or you're at a wine tasting or you're having multiple glasses of wine to accompany a fancy meal. I don't know, I've been caught out with this before and thought that they were being mean <laughs> when they didn't give me a full pour. 
I was wrong. There, <laughs> there is, <laughs> I will recommend, there is YouTube videos of people pouring a full bottle of wine yeah. into one of these wine glasses because yeah. that's one way that people decant the wines is they'll put it into the wine glass and then pour it back into the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. As a, yeah. there's a, a standard pour, which looks awful mean. Yeah, and I do yeah, know of yeah. some pubs that have gotten smaller wine glasses to <laughs> get rid of the complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think most wine drinkers will be aware that there are different size glasses for red and white wines. Reds having larger bowls and white having smaller ones. But you may not necessarily know the reasoning behind this. Red wine glasses have a larger bowl to provide a larger surface area, thereby providing more oxygen exposure to soften and enhance the red wine flavour. White wine glasses then have smaller bowls that allow for their more subtle aromatic profile basically the smell of a white wine can be picked up better through the smaller bowl as they tend to have less bold smell than red wine rosé can then also be drunk from a white wine glass outside of standard wine glasses there are also champagne glasses or flutes like we're having which are tall thin glasses sparkling wines are drunk from these glasses as these wines lose carbonation faster in a glass with a larger surface area dessert wines can be drunk from a standard glass However, they tend to be drunk from a smaller sized wine glass as they are served in smaller quantities, mostly due to the sweet nature of this type of wine. It's a treat to be had in small doses. So, David, I have a few little questions for you. Can you tell us a wine based fact? We grew up for a while in Buckfast Lee. We did. And so I started looking up today about yep. Buckfast tonic wine mm-hmm. and uh, some some about the Benedictine monks who'd lived there yeah. and where the recipe had come from. Yeah. And so they were originally, those monks were from the Dijon region of France. I didn't know that. And they okay. actually had moved to Dublin for two years, mm-hmm. which I thought was a random fact, yeah. before settling in to Devon. Yeah. Um, one in the of, UK. In the UK. Uh, one of the grandsons uh, of one of the monks, no, it was a grandnephew, sorry, um or nephews arrived with a recipe for mm-hmm. this kind of medicinal uh, yeah. fortified wine basically mm-hmm. and he passed that on and that got developed and developed and developed and until you have buckfast tonic wine oh my god so, that's so something cool. a bit more relevant to to us to just because we we grew up in that region yeah we did so yeah that was great thank you so can you share a memorable occasion where wine featured yeah so I was thinking about this. There's, although I don't drink wine that much, there's been a few really memorable occasions. Um, but I'm going to say the most memorable one was meeting a lot of my partner's uh, family when we went over to France. Um, that was really just interesting because it was the whole culture of it as well. Um, just being submerged into basically the whole day is around food and good food and great food and wine. Um from morning until evening you sit down in the morning the morning breakfast has already been planned you have your coffee you start your day they're already planning lunch at breakfast you're having a oh. glass of wine you're a little bit tipsy by 11 you yeah. you self you check yourself and you go okay i have to be good i'm around in-laws here <laughs> soon to be in-laws yeah. um but yeah no that was very memorable uh especially yeah. because there was a number of bottles that they brought out uh specifically for us um that had sat there for a long time like these beautiful honey liqueurs oh, wow. uh, which were just divine Heavenly, yeah. yeah they really were yeah Oh, that's gorgeous. And I love that, that it's all focused around the table where you're eating. It's all focused around the people that you're with, the occasions that are going on. That's the best time to be drinking wine. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So set the scene. If you could drink your favorite glass of wine anywhere in the world, where would that be with whom and why? I would be drinking with my partner, Lisa. Um, and I would go back to Napier in New Zealand because it's where we met. And it's also a fantastic wine country. And we worked at a number of the vineyards. Um, so I think it would be us with a bottle of wine, maybe at Tomata Peak, overlooking some of the vineyards in the area and just enjoying the country and the people. Nice answer. What a country, though, right? Great spot. Great <laughs> it's spot. a great spot. Absolutely it love it over that way. Before we wrap up, Stephen, I have one extra question that I wanted to ask you. And I know this is putting you on the spot, or maybe it isn't. <laughs> but which of our minds from throughout the season would you go back to if you could only pick one? You're you're putting me into a corner with no options here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Pick a couple the, if you want. I won't hold yeah. you that bad. You know, if there's two that are really stand out, then <laughs> go for them. Uh, I, I think, I think for everything that we've went through, I, I can't. There's no wine that stands out as being like disappointing or something that mm. I completely dislike. What I, what I would be happy to say is I wouldn't go back mm -hmm. to the Merlots. Those are yeah. kind of they didn't really kind of wow compared mm -hmm. to everything else that we've gone yeah. through. Um, I, I think my, my. Two favorite really would be um, the Duval Leroy, the French Champagne piece, yeah. because that was just sensational. Sensational, um, yeah, yeah. And just completely kind of something that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. And the dessert wine that we just had, the the uh, Veroni, just mm -hmm. the, the sweetness and the taste and the yeah. flavor profile yeah. is completely different. Now, I know I'm kind of copping out here by picking two wines yeah, that aren't technically wines, but I think for... They are wines, but I, I think yeah. just as a, if I was to pick the, the, the winiest wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not your wine everyday thing. wines. And they're also sure they're the wines, most yeah. expensive wines. Uh, yes, that's <laughs> so the other piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're the, very solid choices, I have to say. Like yeah. they're really, yeah, you can't go wrong with those. The Chateau de Simulet, very good Chardonnay, mm. put Chardonnay on the map for me that I wouldn't really go for. Yeah. And then the, um, the Shield Estate. Yes, Australian Grenache blend, yeah. uh, Grenache blend mm -hmm. just not had a Grenache before and just yeah. something that has really kind of expanded I think that's the that's the testament really of like which of these mm -hmm. has expanded my idea yeah. around wine that I would bring to my day to day so that would be yeah, like okay yeah. Chardonnays are there Grenaches are there absolutely yeah um, yeah for me yeah, it's Cabernet, been the same yeah. like kind of expanding yeah. my my reach on like what I like and going back to ones that in the past as I said have been a bit like oh I don't know if I'm so sure about these and going okay I found regions I really like that are producing really top tier versions of these wines um so it's totally mm. expanded my horizons on what I will go back to in the future but there's definitely been a few that have stood out for me and like the champagne of course I like that would have to be the one if I had to pick one yeah. it would have to be that it's such a celebratory amazing like you said sensational drink there's just no two ways about it and from having learned so much about champagne from doing this the amount that goes into producing those wines you kind of can't get away from it it's the same with the Veroni the amount of time yep. and effort and like manually intensive work that goes into producing those wines. It's incredible. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is like realizing how important it is to pick wines that do go through that and maybe pay a little bit more for them because they're not like the whole system isn't mechanized. It's all very, you know, manually intensive and it's, yep. it's, there's, it's an art form in a way, like it's very hard mm -hmm. for people to produce these wines 
yeah. at a consistent level and when they're dealing with all the different you know temperaments of weather and so on and when you learn about that and then you get this drink which is amazing you know a couple of years later it's it's incredible to drink it it's such a pleasure yeah. isn't it so but yeah sure these were a massive hit for me as well the white wines to be honest with you the white wine stood out for me on this season and i love yeah. red wine but the mm. white wines that we had maybe it was the selection we had shout out to kemily can't wait to have that again as well absolutely gorgeous well, I suppose it's time to wrap up really now, isn't it? And say goodbye as yeah. much as we might not want to for the moment. It's just been an epic season. I've got way more out of this than I could have hoped to. And mostly that's down to my guests, Stephen, uh, Jackie, my dad, Adrian, and David, my brother. It was brilliant sharing wine and fun stories with all of you. But also to everyone who has connected with us through our social channels, there's a lovely wine community out there with lots of really interesting things going on around the world, which has been fantastic to see. We'll definitely keep plugging into that over the next while. Although it's going to be a little while before season two hits the airways, it's definitely already in the planning. And I'm considering releasing one or two specials in the meantime. So do watch this space and keep up with us on Instagram or on our website. So thank you very much for joining us for season one of the Good Friends and a Glass of Wine podcast. It's been my pleasure and I hope you'll join us for season two in the future. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.